Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we're sitting with you on the couch as we do every Wednesday morning to bring our show to you full of relationships advice, emotional advice, spiritual stuff, anything that pertains to life, really. I think you'll find life and love, in fact, Jane. That's it. Love life. And today it is about purpose, life purpose, soul purpose, why you're here, whether you know or whether you don't know, how in alignment you currently are with that purpose, or do you feel way out of alignment and can't see the wood for the trees? Wow, it's a big topic, isn't it? And I think it's something that everybody is searching for. Everybody really wants to know, what is my purpose? Am I on track? I think the easiest way is to feel your way through this. You know, are you feeling the joy? Are you not feeling the joy? Are you going upstream? Are you going downstream? Is it hard? Is it easy? Is our opportunities floating to you easily or do you have to manipulate to get those opportunities? So it's starting to look, I think there's two ways you can do this. You can chunk it up and chunk it down. So you can go for the bigger picture and start working towards your bigger picture. But while you're doing that, it's really important to be pulling it down to the the smallest details so that you know you're on track, you're on purpose, and you feel your way through that. You look for the little signs, the little opportunities. You've got to be really conscious and watchful and ready for opportunities, for saying yes to things that maybe you would ignore in the past, for giving yourself a freedom to flow so that you can flow into and through your life purpose. Because I'll acknowledge that this is a, often a really intangible one. It can be a bit of a tricky one. You know, some people are born and from the time they are a kid, they literally know what they're going to do with their lives and off they go and do it, you know. And others of us, most of us, not only do we pass in and out of a number of different careers, not just jobs but careers, um, but, you know, we we may feel that real tug or pull inside us that there's something more. I'm sure there's a reason that I'm supposed to be here or I love such and such but I don't know how to find the right expression of making it work. And, you know, that journey can take sometimes decades to find the best possible expression of what it is that you love to do here on earth and also have the courage to deliver it. Because, of course, when we talk about true pa- um, p- true purpose, it's connected to, to personal power, which is very scary. And don't you find that that can change through your life? So at one point, pur- like I think you can have multiple purposes. Absolutely. And so, you know, at one point it might be that I am getting the greatest joy from uh, from my career and I'm really kicking goals there and I feel like I'm on track, on target, on purpose, filled with joy, excitement, making change, whatever it is that floats your boat. And then it sort of starts to weaken and it's not pulling the same punch. And now you've got this desire to pick up a paintbrush and you want to create canvases. And is that my life purpose though? Is it my life purpose to pick up a paintbrush? Maybe it is for now. Maybe it is for you to get into a creativity. Why? Don't worry too much about the why because the joining of the dots can often not come until many years later. And I'm a big fan of this. I'm a big fan of really feeling your way in the moment and not worrying about what's gone on before, why has it led to this, and what's that going to lead to in the future? Because I I think Stephen Jobs, I think I've referenced him before, who I love that talk he gave on, um, it's on YouTube if you Google it. It was a, a, a talk that he gave 
to a group of uh, college, American college students that were graduating. And it was about how you can't join the dots yet. But I do find as I get older, it's interesting how the dots join. Dots that I never, ever saw any connection. And that is empowering. When the dots do join, it is very empowering because you really do realize there is a divine plan and I am on purpose and I am doing my, my life purpose. Something that everyone needs to know and believe and remember is you're never not on purpose. So even the times when you feel like you are completely lost or in a dead end or you just want out or it's all shot to shit or whatever's happened, you're actually never not on purpose. Shot and, to shit. <laughs> thanks. And that's, that's what Jane means about the dots though because there's many paths to roam. You can't miss your purpose. You're always on, on path to it. And I think that's why also Jane began just now to, this podcast today talking about emotion. Because you don't have to know what it is, as in be able to write on a box when the passport says what's your career, or you don't have to be able to get up and write on paper what it's going to be or what you think your life's mission is. You don't have to actually know to that level of detail. You just need to know, be in tune enough with your own body to actually know what turns you on, as my mother always says, or what doesn't, meaning what gives you feeling of lightness and freedom and higher vibrational states and things that just give you joy and pleasure and what makes you feel heavy and committed in like a dull kind of, a, you know, obligatory way. What, you know, what are those kind of things? And the more you can start putting your energy and attention into the lighter things and let go of and move away from the heavier things, trust me, the more into alignment you're becoming. I like that. I like that a lot. It's interesting too. A lot of people I feel have have a desire. They know that their life purpose is something that they can't see themselves earning a full-time income out of. And, of course, life purpose goes hand in hand with how do we earn our money or it can go hand in hand or with a lot of people will define that as being my life purpose is where I need to earn my full-time income from. I'm a huge fan of chunking it down and starting with baby steps and I know I've talked about this in other topics but I think it's very relevant here again is that let's say you want to grow beautiful flowers and you want to make beautiful flower arrangements that are in a unusual unique way and you can't see yourself that you haven't got the money to buy a florist shop or open up a shop or where am I going to get my customers from and I've got a mortgage pay and I've got all of these debts and the visa cards and I've got family commitments and children that have endless sports commitments that cost a lot of money and time what if you were to just start in your own garden so you go off to your normal day job and you do whatever it is that you're doing through the day that earns the money, that gives you the lifestyle that you want to have. And you come home and as soon as you get home, you're in your garden and you are growing the most beautiful flowers. And you start with just a few of your friends, your, your close network, and you start making these special arrangements for their special occasions. You're now doing your life purpose. You're doing what is something that brings you joy, that makes you feel happy, content, excited, soulful experiences. And through that, Everything else in your life becomes more beautiful. Your work, you will start to have greater appreciation for your work because it gives you the money to be able to do this. And you may just find that as you go through life in a more fluid way, because you have the joy of 5 p.m. being able to go home and or whatever time and working on your passion, your passion may grow. And you may get to a point where you think, oh, I could change from full-time work to part-time work. 
Now I'm doing three days a week for the job that doesn't bring me as much joy. And I'm doing two or three days a week of what I love with my flowers and so on until you get to a point where actually, if you choose, you can be earning a full-time income. So Jane's talking about the importance of hobbies and Jane's actually made a number of careers out of her hobbies. I have. I've actually, just about every single thing I've done for a living has started as a hobby. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of it because a hobby is something that just places you into such a great place. And I do truly believe that we can, if, if money is the trading currency in our world, I truly believe we can earn money from what we love doing. Mm. We really can. You've just got to believe. One of the things I recently heard of the quickest way to get back to divine connection is A, to be childlike and C, to connect with nature. So sometimes I'll talk to like these stressed executives who are like, oh, I just want something different for myself. I don't want this job, but you know, it pays all the bills. What do I do? And, you know, and I say to them, well, what is it that you love to do? And they will say things like, well, I just like to lie in the sun and read my book, to be honest with you. I like to go to coffee shops. Um, I like to have long hot baths. I like to go for my walks, play with my dog. You know, they'll say things like that and they'll say, but you can't make a career out of any of that. But I think that again, we mustn't. Well, I just thought of a couple. Okay. <laughs> and that, that's an, this is the perfect example of Jane's brain for those of you who are playing at home. Dog walking. Dog, dog walk. walking business. Yeah. Oh, start a coffee shop. <laughs> Have a job, which is a freelance job, which enables you to sit in the sunlight. All of these things. So I think that we often do have these very childlike ways in which we play. So what do you do on a weekend? What do you do to unwind? What do you do on your holidays? And we always tend to put that in a compartment of our brain that goes, oh, but that couldn't be a real job or nobody makes money doing that. And we need to stop that kind of thinking. Actually, it's interesting because my first um, business that I had was uh, a dance school. And I remember when I was sharing, I was already a choreographer of a little dance troupe, but I wanted to have my own training school. And I remember sharing that with some people and they said to me, oh, don't be silly. That'll never work. There's too many dance schools already. You will hear with your beautiful dreams, people will say this kind of negativity to you all the time. The difference is there is always room for one more of anything if you truly love it, are passionate about it, and you really manifest and desire and focus and and achieve there is always room for another of anything yeah so with your dreams you've got to be careful who you share them with you, you do to, you know really respect it as an energy of itself and that that you want to be very careful with this beautiful dream of what energy is projected to it because people who are living their dreams aren't going to say things like that to you no they're, they're, they're going to encourage say, go you. for it absolutely i did it you can too i broke away from my corporate job or i left this enormous six-figure salary and you know what i don't earn as much now or maybe they do but what it, the point is that when they get up in the morning they are so glad to be alive through every fiber of their being and that's what we're talking about so one thing that i say to my clients when they're deeply desiring some kind of a change reflected in their career. So what they're doing is they're trying to come more into living, breathing, and being an authentic expression of their true soul, and they're trying to force their career to match that, or they're trying to find a way to get up in the morning and do something for a living that best expresses that. And they say to me, but I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know what to do. And I say, okay, let go of the outcome, forget the actual job title. Just tell me, how is it that you want to feel? Let's say five years from now, when you wake up in the morning, tell me what emotions you'd like to be in your body. And they'll say things like, 
oh, I just feel freedom. I feel relaxed. I look in the mirror. I imagine my skin's glowing. You know, the lines around my eyes have gone. I'm eating healthily when I get up for breakfast. I imagine that my day is broken up into a bit of flexible work, bit in the car, bit out in the sunlight, bit of work at home, bit of meeting clients. I imagine that I'm done by four. I imagine I only work three days, whatever it is for you. But I'm talking about the emotional state. How does all, what sorts of feelings would you like to be waking up to in your future life? And if you can keep hanging on to those and visualizing, you know, those those energies, those feelings, trust me, the universe is going to help to arrange things to help you get there and find a concrete expression of it. Yes, that's good, isn't it? I've just totally forgotten where I was going. Now I got right into what you were saying. <laughs> You're thinking of another hobby that you want to go on. <laughs> oh, no, no, but you know, it is so easy. But Well, I guess it's because I, I know I harp on about this, but I feel that what you do in your leisure time, in the time that is not accounted for, and you've got the choice of anything that you want to do for the next half an hour, the next half a day, the next two days, however long you've got, that is what you're choosing because it brings you the greatest joy. So I just find it's a really good life indicator of if you had more of that, wouldn't it feel great? And I think Jane's advice about chunking down is really, really necessary because we need to get people onto the practical like bandwagon here in terms of you Yes, you've got whatever it is that you currently do right now. Keep doing it. Don't put pressure on yourself. You've got to quit it and jump out and jump off the cliff and freak yourself out into this whole new beginning. Just keep doing what you're doing, but start on the side to commit to whether you want to call it a second job, a passion, a hobby, me time, that one thing that you absolutely love to do and know that if it is something that you absolutely love to do, you can be paid for it and you can be paid handsomely because if you love to do it, no one can do it as well as you can. That's true. That is very true. Absolutely. Well, my next um, career was as a uh, entertainment producer and choreographer and I, I started a company, an entertainment company. And that started, so I was working full-time in another position, another company, and at 5 o'clock I was in that lift and I was at my premises at five past five and, and working on my passion. Now, that was another industry where people said to me, oh, that won't work. That only works in Sydney and Melbourne. It won't work in Adelaide. Well, 20-something years later, that company's still going. I mean, I sold it. I don't have it any longer, but that's still going and doing really well. And, and the reason for that is that you can't listen to other people's negativity. You really mustn't. You must believe in yourself. But the other beautiful thing that occurred from that was that I truly believed that's who I was. So if we're going to use our career to define us, which I'm not a huge fan of, but for the purposes of manifesting, it is important. So when someone say to me, what do you do for a living? I actually would answer, I'm a choreographer and an entertainment producer. Now I was, but it wasn't at that point providing me with my full-time income. It was providing me with a very part-time income initially. But it's who I felt I was. You needed to own that. And I needed to own that. So it wasn't false advertising. I wasn't trying to pretend to be something I wasn't. I was speaking my truth of who I was. Now, whether I was projecting into the future of that's what it would be full time or what, because it did end up being that or whether I was in the manifesting joy, I don't know, but it works. So you do start to speak your truth. Jane, I see that a lot with writers because, you know, a lot of writers, it might actually take them years and years and years to actually get a published book, but it doesn't mean to say that if somebody says to them at a dinner party, what do you do? They shouldn't say, I'm an author. 
And they should really own that. Yes. Because if you're putting in all the hours every day and you're doing the work, it doesn't matter if, if someone else has, you know, knighted you over the shoulder and said you now officially have a contract or an official whatever. If you're doing it, if you are it, own it. And that creates its own miracle. Rip, rip, rip. I can't speak today. Ripple effect. I'm it does. Stuttering. Yes. I wonder what's well, going it's on in, there. <laughs> Pushing my buttons. <laughs> it's an interesting concept, though, that why is it that we believe that we are what we earn the money from? Mm. I just don't quite get that. Yeah. It's where what we are is where our thoughts are, where our action is, where our passion is. That's what I want to know about someone. I want to know where they get their bank balance topped up so they can pay a mortgage or rent or put food on their table. Yeah. I really care about that. So if we can really lighten up on that and speak your truth of, you know, what are you? I'm a budding tarot card reader. I'm loving doing it. I'm spending every minute I can, you know, learning about it, reading about it. You know, I just mentioned that because we've got a beautiful friend that's going through this journey at the moment. Um, what is it that you love doing? I'm, I'm learning to be the best organic herbal growing tea making. You know, I'm making my own herbal teas and I'm growing them and they're biodynamic and that's what you're doing. That is who you are. That is your life purpose. It's amazing. Yeah, it's what you're aiming towards. And something else I think that we actually need to get over is this kind of carryover from the 20th century that you need to be certified in everything. So it's kind of this, (laughs) you know how you get 45-year-olds who think, okay, I've done this career my whole life and I really want to let it go and I really want to go into whatever the other career is, but I don't want to do six years at uni. Now, I'm not saying, okay, if you're going to be like a brain surgeon, you might need to go to uni. Okay, I, that would be a good idea. Yeah. But Please. there's so many things that, do you know what? Life experience, plenty of books, plenty of conversations, go to some seminars, read up to the eyeballs on Google, practice ex- practice it experientially. You don't need a certificate on the wall. Give yourself permission to be your own expert. If you've spent, as What's-His-Face says, 10,000 hours doing anything, even a 1,000 hours doing anything, you're an expert. Oh, you absolutely are. Was it somebody that said 50 books on the same topic and is the equivalent to a PhD? And if this is something that you love, if you're, if we're talking about whatever your passion is, you've probably been doing it for years and years and years just in your, in your personal time and it doesn't even feel like work. You know, yes. you've got your hours. You've got, you're already professional. You're ready to go. You're raising a really interesting topic on this qualifications or certification thing. It's just such a massive debate. It's in fact, fear. It is interesting because I actually grew up in an academic family where all everyone I've got this massive Irish Catholic family every single person in my family is university educated except me I deferred three times I went to go and do uh, psychology and three times I chose to not do it various reasons I can actually join that dot now and I know why but we won't go into that now um However, so I have the utmost of respect for university educated people I respect the effort that goes into it it's interesting though that I find as a singles coach and as a matchmaker I'm constantly when people are saying I want somebody that's formally educated I will say to them are you sure you mean formally because some of the smartest people that I've actually met through my work have been self-educated and I said do you really want to limit that to that or do you mean you want somebody that is incredibly intelligent that you can have a rich articulate um you know conversations with and they say, well, yes, I want that, but no, I do want university educated. And I go, okay, all right, that's fine. No problems. Like I don't have a problem with it, but I think they're limiting themselves. Yeah. And my, and my role is to try and help people to get the door as wide open as possible to the number of possibilities of who they could date, who they could have a lovely relationship with. So in my newsletter, I've got this little free newsletter that goes out with lots of little thought-provoking things. The biggest unsubscribe 
that I get from it is when the autoresponder goes out that talks about about this very topic of do you really need to have formally educated or what about this? It presses people's buttons that have, have worked so hard. And I particularly get people that perhaps have been the first university educated person in their family. And it has been a massive sacrifice for them to be able to finance it, to provide the time, to have that person not bring in income into the family. I get it. I totally get it. I'm not saying it's not worthy. I'm just saying don't define by it. Really presses buttons, unfortunately. Yeah, fascinating. And particularly because, you know, in the healing practitioner's world, which of which, of course, I am one and all of my friends are one and everyone I know is doing their versions of it. And I think once upon a time you'd trot off and you'd really label yourself or box yourself in. So you'd go and get your Reiki and then you'd put the certificate on the wall and you were a Reiki master or you'd go and get your massage and that's what you did. But actually it's about combining lots of tools in the toolkit and then coming out with your signature style. So the Jane style, the Rebecca style, whatever it is. So, I mean, I've taken that many different healing courses and from every book and every single thing I've ever read or heard, I've mishmashed up into my own very unique fingerprint and we need to give ourselves permission to know that that's okay I don't have to box myself in or label myself as one or the other you take what you need and discard the rest and yeah and like I'm saying just it's like we're I think the same thing is happening with actual religion or spirituality at the moment is that we're just concocting up our own recipes our own formulas so you know if you go to any masseuse, osteo, acupuncturist, whoever these days, they're going to do a million different things. They might pull out an oil. They might do some meridians on you. They might do um, an etheric heal, you know, energy level heal. We're do- seeing this even in Western medicine. Of like course. We have GPs that are now – there are so many GPs that I know that are now – they will quietly tell – they're closest that you know though they are intuitives and that they are using other healing That's modalities right. and if within ask, their practice it's exciting somebody what they believe in and they might say well i prayed a good sorry i prayed Buddha. a good good <laughs> and i'm a vegetarian and i you know i meditate but you know i also you know my, my parents are catholic so i always go to, go to church for greek easter or whatever you know people actually mishmash whatever works for them and i'm saying that's fine. I love I'm this. This permission. is exciting. This is your life purpose. Your life purpose is to create you. Your version of whatever it is. So pick and choose what you want and discard the rest. And yes, you'll get opinions and you know you just got to keep on going. And the next most important thing we need to talk about is fear. Yeah. Because life purpose is another word for personal power, which means really stepping into the truth of who you are. And the truth of who you are might be very, very great, like a really far-reaching, massive ripple effect greatness. Now, that could really freak you out. Well, there's that wonderful uh, Nelson Mandela's um, inaugural speech by Maya. Oh, I've forgotten her Angelou. surname. Yes, huge fan of her work, beautiful work. Uh, so if you haven't read it, Google Nelson Mandela's speech. It's, it's quite short. It's a couple of, of paragraphs and it is amazing. In this, it talks about that the greatest fear is not about our darkness. The greatest fear is about our light, is about how magnificent we actually could be. That scares us. Yeah, it does. So you'll, and, you know, Jane and I'll see this a lot of times when we're counselling people. People, it's like they've got this divine dichotomy going on inside them, by which I mean they're holding two contradictory truths at the same time. One truth says, I really, 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 really want this. And the other one says, but I'm absolutely scared and I'm going to self-sabotage it. And they keep not quite ever getting there because actually the thought of stepping out on that grand stage of being 
the radiant, glowing, huge, explosive white light being that they really are is, is, is terrifying. You know, maybe in past lives they were persecuted. Every healer's been strung up on the gallows at some point. We've all got our... Like, Burnt our, at the stake. Absolutely. We've, our cellular memory has lots of fears about speaking our truth, being who we really are, standing in our own power. That can be very scary. Well, we've also got the great Aussie one of, you know, who do you think you are? Tall poppy syndrome. That's it, you know. So it's either, you know, you've got two walls going on in your head. You've got either you're not good enough or who do you think you are? Absolutely. And so it's those two. That's the war. That is the war I believe every single person so has going on. It's being consciously aware that you're coming up against a lot of other people's issues. So what you're doing is, is you step further and you have the courage to dare to get further into your personal power. You're going to be holding up mirrors to people and reflecting back to them where they're not at or where wow. they haven't reached and pressing yeah. their own buttons. And if they come back at you with vitriolic crap, Trust me, it's their stuff because you're reminding them how far back they are and how how much they haven't evolved in their own directions. You know, it's a bit sad because I actually have lost quite a few really beautiful um, women from my life that, that were friends that I love achieving. Okay, so classic high overachiever, whatever. I don't actually really like that term. For me, what it is is that I love creating and creating is such a big word. It doesn't mean hobbies and crafts. It's it, Creating can be on so many different levels, but I create every day of my life and it's what fuels me and it excites me and it's something I do for me. I don't do it for anyone else. I don't do it for validation. I do it because it's what makes me tick and feel alive and on fire. And over the years as I've, you know, achieved different things, it has bothered people. It's bothered people that, oh, hello, here she goes. What's she doing now? Now, as I grew in my wisdom, initially it hurt a lot. You know, I expected my friends to be supporting me, not self-sabotaging, not sabotaging me. And as I grew in wisdom, I realized that sometimes it is okay to be a, an example. And maybe I was being an example in their life of what they wanted, but they lacked the belief, the courage. You know, they had that voice in their head of not good enough or who would, who do you think you are? that I became painful to be around. Because what is jealousy? It's just people who are threatened. And what are they yes. threatened of? Not you, themselves. That's right. That's it's right. It's all their own and stuff. And I, I have great empathy for that. It's just one of those life situations that it's sad. Mm. You know, I let it go. I can't have that around me. I'm not interested in having passive-aggressive behavior going on to sabotage what I'm doing. Yeah. But it is sad. That's why Jane said earlier as well, sometimes with these things, keep them close to your chest. So you don't need to tell everyone that you're making a change or you're thinking about something unless they're dear good friends and you know they're going to be really supportive and say all the right things to help you. But the whole world doesn't need to know until you're actually doing it. You know, then show them. Like be the example and say, I arrived here. And, yeah. and just let it be that way. You know, if, if you've got a really amazing business idea and you're like, oh, I can't wait to go home and start working on that in the back shed or whatever it is, keep that close to your chest. Keep the sacredness of the, you know, the invention of the creativity of that energy close to yourself till it's ready to be born publicly. And if you're somebody who really is finding themselves the first in your, your network to really be making a change and you really feel you don't have anybody around to support you, I want you to Facebook, Facebook Beck and I, and we'll add us as a friend, private message us, and we will support you every inch of the way. We'll be your cheerleaders for you. Oh, we love this There's stuff. nothing more exciting than helping people to follow their dreams. Nothing. And I want to say to those of you out there who are thinking of the change, 
And, you know, do you know what? We've actually been talking about career a lot, but it might not be just career. I know, it could be so many other areas. It could be any area of your life where you're not feeling in alignment with your true self because, of course, all the areas add up to the big picture of who your soul needs to be in this lifetime to best, most authentically express itself. Now, sometimes that's going to require a break or a leap off a cliff. Now, as much as we talked about chunking things down, taking them slowly, integrating them in so you don't freak out and making that transition really smooth, for some of you, if you've woken up and you've had a massive realization, like an epiphany, and you just can't bear it anymore, jump off the cliff and it's fine. Now, I did this years ago when I I worked in corporate for 10 years. Oh, the security of corporate that, you know, everything's so comfort zone. There's people who've been there since they were 17 years old and they're nearly dead. Like, you know, people just get in those machines forever. The salary, you know, always reliable as anything there every fortnight. And I, you know, I've probably said this before in podcasts, I started to get a pain shooting up my back whenever I sat in my office chair and it was the only chair I'd get that pain, so I knew it was the job. And the universe was saying to me, it's time to go off, Rebecca, and be your authentic self, which, of course, is the work that I'm doing now. And I walked out of a massive salary with no plan B, with $70 in my pocket and a newborn baby. And it was fine because the universe rushes forward to meet you. But sometimes when you really show that commitment, you have to actually earn it. You need to prove to the universe, I'm willing to throw myself and give you whatever it takes and you rush in to meet me back. And they do. Now, if you haven't got the bravery to do that and you stay in the chair that's giving you the pain in the back, you'll get fired, which is what happened to me. So it was the best thing that ever happened. At the time, I was terrified. It was horrible. It was so painful. But it was a really, really good thing to happen. Yeah. And so if you're somebody who's had a door slammed shut in your face, try and celebrate it as a beautiful gift of opportunity for which doors are you going to open now trust us the universe is leveraging you because you haven't quite got the courage to do it you might have the awareness of it but you're not budging and the universe that was me they'll give you a deadline too scared and they'll say you've been here much too long oh and i was so your endings are your beginnings relationships jobs even if you feel like you just got turfed out on your ass trust that the universe has a greater plan and that you you need to get onto it you need to get into the game okay now this episode for those of you who might be confused actually went up originally as episodes 17 and something very strange happened the universe i don't know doubled up or deleted it or cancelled it we don't quite know so we have actually had to we lost it we have we've had to re-record this episode which we think is fascinating because obviously there's some things that have even happened in those few short weeks between then and now that maybe jane and i have readjusted our own life purpose more to be able to talk about this topic perhaps at a greater depth with you so we're glad to be able to um re-deliver back this missing episode and we wish you a fantastic week i'm rebecca detman i'm jane donovan and go follow your joy life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happening and it's a beautiful day